Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Rhode Island Blood Center, Rhode Island Ballet Theater, and Mother Earth Wellness. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have Irish singer-songwriter Anna Mika. She is touring behind her latest release, Theater. Anna will be at Newport Live on Friday, November 3rd at 7 p.m. I have to apologize for the poor audio quality of this interview. It was done over Zoom on the computer, and the computer audio doesn't always translate as well as it does on a phone. I did my best with it. Anyway, here is a tune called Twin from Anna's album, followed by the interview. Stranger still Sometimes things are better 
you're in Ireland right now. That's where you live. What part? I live, I'm from and I live in Wicklow on the east coast of Ireland. Um, that's where I am currently. Uh, in the middle of a storm. Yeah, it's almost half past six in the evening. It's a, a raging storm. Um, yeah, anyway, cozy inside, so I can't complain. You're coming to Newport Live November 3rd, I believe? Yes. Okay, and you're going to be touring around the United States, uh, mostly the Northeast, right? Sort of, yeah. The first 10 days, um, I will be in the Northeast um, touring with my band. Oh, you're going to be playing with a band. Yeah, so um, we're a trio, and we're also traveling around with Adeline Stray who's based in New York, and she'll be supporting us. Um, and then Ryan and I, as a duo, will be supporting another band of the West Coast. Oh, you're going to be going out to the West Coast as well. Cool. Yeah. Nice. All the way, all the way up to Vancouver. Oh, wow. Vancouver's beautiful. I love it up there. Yeah, I was there in February, and actually, I've always wanted to go. And then I, <laughs> I arrived after, you know, it was the last, well, one of the in the middle of our tour and I was just so tired that I actually didn't I just stayed in the place where we were staying even though we had three days off I was just so exhausted and needing to rest so hopefully this time I'm going to be able to visit visit it a bit more well it's you know I know from playing music that you know it it does suck it out of you i mean whenever i just whenever i play a gig when i'm done i because i've you know kind of expelled myself on stage i feel very spent afterwards and it takes me a day or two to recharge and i just need to do nothing <laughs> yeah it's that but i also i got really energized from performing as well so i think what actually drains me is the the traveling and then waiting like all of the like the big before a show can be quite exhausting and then the show itself can be really energizing but maybe uh acute the cumulative days of driving and all the setup can be quite tiring also in february i had i went straight from a six-week trip unrelated to music a six-week trip in central america so i traveled i went straight from Costa Rica to Boston to meet my band to then start a three-week tour which uh, is definitely as intense as it sounds yeah it does sound like it sounds like you do an awful lot of traveling yeah I think I wonder if part of it was uh, you know being released after two years of not traveling a whole lot and then my body was like <gasps> Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, I was okay with that kind of stuff. I mean, I missed performing, but I mean, as far as going out, I was, you know, I found projects to keep me amused and I was quite content doing my little projects. And, uh, but once I got back out and playing and everything, it was great, but it's just, you know, that little lockdown period was a nice little respite (laughs) from life. So I watched um I, mean, I watched a few of your videos and stuff. Is now is this all shot where you live? Um it it depends 
mostly shot in Ireland. I think I have a, there's one video, um, if you're talking about recent music videos, uh, mostly in Ireland, and then the video for Twin is a combination of footage from Wicklow and also California. Because oh, okay. I collaborated with who, um, yeah, is, a, is based in New York. And so we, they filmed things over in the States. It looks pretty. It, it, it looks pretty rocky and desolate out where you are. Say that again. It looks kind of rocky and desolate in the Ireland thing. Ireland oh, clips. There's definitely a bit of that. Really, I always if thought. You want, if you want to find it, you will find that. I always thought Ireland was green and lush. Yes, it's it's definitely got a name for being very green, um, and it and it is for sure. Uh, sadly, a lot of that green is farmed field um, and very little tree cover. So that's a little bit sad. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's funny what, what uh, anyway, just like the stereotype of Ireland is like, yeah, very lush and green. But I suppose if you're comparing it to like the dry desert of the south of Spain, um, yeah, you can there's definitely a big difference. There's a lot more green here. Mm. Well, I just wish that green was, was, was more native trees. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I've, I've, it's one place I've never been, but wish to go at some point is go to Ireland. I've been to the, to England a few times, and uh, I love it out there. And I haven't gotten to Ireland yet, and hopefully someday I will. Uh, it seems nice. It seems like the people are nice. Uh, I definitely love the accents. Though your accent isn't as strong as I thought it would be. I have some Irish friends and they have very strong Irish accents, even still when they're, you know, lived in Rhode Island for a long time. Yeah, some of the accents can be very strong. So County Kerry in the west of Ireland uh, is hard to, can be hard to understand. Uh, like today I was in a shop with my cousin who's from London and we were, and a man started chatting to us and she said afterwards that she, she was just smiling and nodding along. She couldn't understand a word she was saying. And he, was also saying phrases like, oh, will you be going on the tear? Which means, uh, will you be going out drinking loads? <laughs> <laughs> he was just asking us about our weekend. Uh, so it's just, it's just funny, all these little phrases that you're, you know, one is so familiar with around, you know, in your locality. And then it's uh, not understandable by others from elsewhere. Well, Rhode Island has its fill of bad accents and strange colloquialisms that you know nobody else will understand and i'm sure once you get here you'll you'll be indoctrinated into very quickly when you don't know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> that's an interesting idea i'd like to learn that'd be fun Every place I play, maybe pick up one phrase. Well, we have things where we, uh, let's see. Well, it's pizza. We have these things, these pizza strips, and they're basically just tomato sauce on dough, and we call them pizza, and we love them here. And uh, oh, wow. and most 
most people look at them and say, what the hell is that? And why do you like that? But I love them. They're just, it's just basically tomato sauce on some dough. <laughs> and it's great. And you call it pizza. It's pizza strips. Yeah, we call them pizza strips. And they're pizza very, okay. very popular around here. And uh, people who, who eat, drink uh, coffee, uh, what do you call them? Coffee milkshakes. We call them cabinets here. And cabinets. a cabinet, a coffee cabinet would be coffee milkshake, basically. And okay. sub sandwiches, people that eat sub sandwiches, we call them grinders. Interesting. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of those weird things, but I mean it's it's like that everywhere. It you know For sure. But uh, nice. I might, might, I'll pass that info on to my band. <laughs> Don't worry. It's like whatever about the beings, it's actually just the food that we get to eat. <laughs> that's not, not that's not true. Obviously the gigs are very important to us, but uh Well how long are you shows. gigs is uh, not really term use. How long are you going to be in Rhode Island for? Ooh, passing through. Just oh, you just the just the night. Uh, well, you won't because Newport's. I mean, Newport's very nice, but it's not exactly indicative of of Rhode Island. Newport is kind of its own entity, and it's not really a good representation of Rhode Island. Rhode Island is more Providence and that area. Newport is more an upscale in some areas, upscale and. You know, it's a touristy place, and uh, it's a it's a seaside town and such. But you know, Providence is more indicative of what Rhode Island is. It's too bad you won't be able to get up to Providence. We might have time. Like we're drive. I'm not sure how long the drive is from Exeter in New Haven. Is that right? What was it? New Haven. We're playing in Exeter the night before. Oh, New Haven. You said. I think it's yes. It's about a two-hour drive because i played out that way about a week or two ago and it was if the, if you catch traffic in your favor it's about two hours okay maybe it's exeter northampton is that a different oh northampton is up in massachusetts yes that's uh probably to newport that's going to be about two and a half hours again depending okay. on traffic and we might have time depending how fast you drive <laughs> played a show in Provincetown last year in that's Rhode Island is it no that's that's uh, Massachusetts up on that's up on the Cape that's Cape Cod oh I'm so sorry oh, oh that's okay I, uh, it's hard but you just there's so many places well it it is it's for for a European to understand the United States, it's like, it, you think of the United States as like Europe. It's like, you know, you have Ireland, England, Wales, Scotland, and then you have, you know, the, the mainland. And the United States is kind of like that, except we pretty much speak the same language, even though in some cases we don't get each other. But the United States is kind of like the European Union in a way. It's, it, it's yeah. you know, you have a lot of states which are like little countries and a lot of states think they are their own little countries especially something like texas who thinks they're they don't the rules of the united states don't apply <laughs> yeah but it, it is kind of confusing the state the whole state thing and cities and such it's confusing to people who don't live here i mean it's confusing to people who live here who don't even know the states i mean if whenever i say i'm from rhode island people say oh long island i've been there that's nice uh you know it's, you're part of new york right and i'm like no it's rhode island where's that <laughs> Because we're such a little tiny, tiny state. There was a uh, a duo in Rhode Island, Katzberg and Snyder, and they had a song that one of the lines was, it was, Rhode Island is just a smudge on the road to Cape Cod. Anyway, we're off on a tangent, which I, I have a very good good habit of getting off on tangents. Lilacs on the porch and the naked trees dripping. 
soaking right through to my bare skin, great, great river, carving out a deep broad fields, reaching down through the dark and mud. Gather on the ground, watch the window smoke fill the alarm shot, carving up a deep sleep with it. Rosettes round the door, framed twenty years of hanging. Jaws of gold teeth in the light, they are glinting. London sun, burning our skin. Days with the heat, all repeating the same thing. London sun, burning our skin. Want for a time where we never had been. Miss it be our time, but somehow things have changed.
talk about your music a bit. <laughs> ah, that's okay. okay. I um I listen to some of your music. It's very kind of ethereal and uh, dreamy, and uh, it kind of I I, so I the one song I think it was uh, Seraphim. I was listening to that one, and I I cut a little bit. Now I'm I'm referencing things that I know. Because that's what, I mean, I, I can't always reference things to what other people know, but I reference things to what I know. And I, in that song, and in a lot of your songs, I heard a little hint of Nick Drake in there. It, it heard, it was the guitar kind of, the guitar kind of reminded me of Nick Drake with the, you know, the overlapping kind of ethereal uh, vocals. But in the Seraphim video, now this is going to probably throw you a little bit, and this is just where my mind went to when I was listening to that song, is that on David Bowie's last album, he had a song called Black Star. And that, for some reason, that song reminded me of the Black Star song. It, it had that kind of jazzy groove to it, and that kind of uh, trance-like feel to it. Great. I'll take it. <laughs> I know. Give it a listen and see what you think. It's a it's a ten minute long song. It's a very, yeah. it's a very. I I the first time I heard it, I was like, "What is this?" And then I really got to like it. It's a very strange song. It's very, he recorded it with a jazz quartet from New York, and it's a very jazzy song. And I got that very jazzy kind of groove with this. You know, I think he had a saxophone going through it a little bit, underlying or something that resembled a saxophone and kind of the percussive nature of the same vein and your videos kind of remind me of the old kate bush videos with the dance and the kind of the uh the you know the expressionistic dance parts and even to a degree the david bowie video too because the movements have that kind of artistic flair to them it's interesting that you mentioned the movement because myself and the the director anna heisterkamp uh we it was really brilliant working with her because we we just really aligned um our ideas really kind of matched and one thing we really agreed on was that we didn't want professional dancers in the music videos and more actually we wanted people who weren't really uh, used to moving or not that they weren't used to moving I guess just people who weren't yeah who weren't dancers we just wanted that uh, we're really into the idea of natural simple movement that humans just make uh, it was the same in the video for Mannequin. Um, there is a scene of a group of people in a, a hall, long red curtains. And yeah, I'm in that as well. And we're all just uh, mimicking simple gestures and movement and balancing. Yeah, it was an interesting idea to, to go with because it was a, just Im imposing a restriction. I watched the four videos or five videos on your on your website, and um, you know they all had a kind of underlining similarity to them, where they were this kind of very artsy dance movement inspired uh, kind of. They were non non performance videos. They were just this. They were just basically movement and and visual. They were just a visual thing to go to the music. There wasn't really you know no performance thing. It was just this movement and especially in the seraphim you had this the, the feet you, you know you had the close-up of the feet that kind of that marching at the beginning of it that's one step forward step forward back to the side that kind of repetitive motions hmm. yeah i the focus on the feet reminds me that um i spoke i, I suppose there another idea we went with was 
not really focusing on any particular faces either. And this idea that the characters in the music videos were all just, um, uh, yeah, there was no one, no one was standing out. It was just humans or people and uh, who they were didn't really matter, I suppose. Um, no, I did notice that the faces were never close, really never closed up. And if there was, if there was a close up, they were kind of, in a blurred, not blurred intentionally, but an out of focus softness to them. And, and then you had another video for a time where there's some kind of, a, it's a, it's a person kind of dressed up in a tinsel suit. And it's like a kind of like a Wookiee from Star Wars that's silver or a cousin it, a silver cousin it from the Adams family kind of creature. And they're doing movement on the rock. And that's a totally non identifiable male from female human esque whatever and they're just moving around in the rocks my my first vision when i saw this was like how did they see and how when they got on the edge of that cliff did they not fall off the scene where the there's uh the creature is sitting on the edge of the cliff dangling feet over the edge yeah i know there's a the rarely spotted disco yeti <laughs> county sligo we were lucky to catch it they're very obliging. Yes, they seem so. We just followed them for the day. Yeah, it was interesting, again, in that video to follow. This was one of the themes that threads through my album. Is uh, the album that we released in last year, last November, called Theatre. Uh, and I one of the themes was, or at least I kept coming up with, in, in my lyrics, I kept noticing um, but I was really drawn to man-made materials, so like I was mentioning, like cement and tarmac and plastic, and uh, but also descriptions of more natural scenes. And so in this video, I was interested in, yeah, I guess that collision, this kind of uh, creature or thing or object that was clashing with its environment in some way. But also there's, I guess, you could also see some, uh, maybe it's kind of about reflection as well, with the kind of reflective tinsely material. Um, yeah, that was an interesting one to make, that video. Now, when you're performing, you, you play guitar, but you also play other instruments? Yes. What else do you um, play? I sometimes perform with on piano, but rarely. I quite like when there's a real piano there, so if there is, I might play Creature myself um uh i used to perform on greek bazooki and don't do so anymore um just because i love the guitar i'm playing at the moment um i also play at least have played in the past some cello um i still play a little bit when i can um I spent some time learning fiddle, and yeah, then I sing, of course. When you're performing live, or especially in this tour, what are you going to be playing, and what are the other pieces in your band? So I'll be mostly playing, in fact, possibly exclusively playing my Epiphone, uh, a beautiful electric guitar. That was born in 1936. Yeah, I noticed that it was an oldie, but you have a you don't have a pickup in it. You have a microphone on it, right? I have both. 
Oh, you have both? And so the, the mic on the... I, I have a pickup, and I also have this DPA mic that um, picks up more of the finger detail. Mm-hmm. Because I have a lot of songs where I'm finger-picking. So the combination of the two microphones, or at least the pickup and the microphone, uh, yeah, it suits, suits the sound, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the others in the band, there's Matthew Jacobson, who is a percussionist. Um, so he plays drums and other and other things like kitchen utensils <laughs> egg slices and uh, knitting needles and then uh, also uh, plays a bit of synth and then Ryan plays if we're not if we're touring more locally he'd be playing saxophone and clarinet and he also plays synths and keyboard and sings alongside me. So will he be playing keyboard and synths or saxophone at the show? Yeah, all of those except clarinet. Oh, okay. It's easier to, yeah, we'll be bringing it all. Now, when you're writing, now, how do you, does a lot of your writing happen in the studio because it's such a soundscape as opposed to just the straight ahead melodic writing? It's more sound and, and words to get that dreaminess. Now, when you write, how do you write? Do you write in the studio or do you write with soundscapes or do you write on the guitar or the piano or what have you? I write just myself, mostly with my guitar. Uh, I'm trying to stop writing so much on my guitar and move towards other ways of writing. Um, so I, I write the songs myself and I arrange them myself to a point um, at home. And then I would work on them with my band, with the with theatre. So a lot of those songs we actually just uh, arranged together on the day of recording them. For instance, Mannequin. We had never, they never, I think I may have sent them the song as they were driving to the studio. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's been an interesting way of working. Um yeah, definitely lends itself to kind of more soundscapey music, I guess. Well, you la- it sounds like you've got a lot of layers going on. Instead of the traditional guitar, bass, drum kind of format, you have soundscapes of, you know, it's just, it's more of a dreamy kind of, I mean, I can't think of another word at this point to describe it, but it's just dreamy, ethereal kind of music. Yeah, we like we record it all live, and then after that, we'd add some other layers but uh people have said that when we perform live uh they do feel like that it's just they're listening to the album which is cool so we've we recorded it in such a way that or at least we're able to perform it in such a way that it sounds that it's a good representation of what the album is uh which was what we wanted and that's why we recorded it all together in the same room live as opposed to you know individually tracking which i don't think i'd be able to do i've never done that it feels uh, just feels like something i uh, wouldn't be comfortable with doing when you're performing it's just the instruments on stage you, do you have any uh, sequenced music being used or is it just all being performed at that time oh like samples uh pretty much all of us on stage making those sounds yeah okay uh, there's maybe like one moment where there might be a something from a laptop but like uh yeah, we, we've yet to start rehearsals so <laughs> time will tell but for the most part it's uh it's just us on stage making the sounds yeah 
Well, it's a, it's definitely interesting. It seems you've, like you've gotten some some great response to your shows. I saw that you did some some dates with Wilco as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah, those were just three shows in Ireland, uh, and then straight after that, I was supporting Bonnie Light Horseman in the concert hall in Dublin. That was great, and then uh, actually, but back in March, uh, myself and Ryan toured with Island Wine. We started in Memphis and headed eastwards from there. It sounds like you s- you spend an awful lot of time touring too. Yeah, uh, um, this year has been very busy, um, which is brilliant. I've really enjoyed it for sure, and I'm lucky to live in a cottage in the middle of nowhere. So <laughs> I have the total opposite. Well, that sounds like heaven. It's a good balance. Yeah, that sounds like heaven. I mean, that's 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 what I would think of when I think of Ireland, and that's what would draw me there, the, the beautiful kind of cottage in the middle of nowhere where you can just kind of chill out. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a bit of that, and there's, there's also definitely a lot of not that ways <laughs> in cities, <laughs> like everywhere. Well, I mean, you, you know, living far away from things, your only, you know, your only knowledge of things is what's projected from the area and what you you know get from your end and sometimes it's stereotypical sometimes it's it's true and sometimes it's not and these days it's hard to decipher what is real and what is not especially with ai and fake news and all kinds of stuff you don't know what's what's going on anymore and you don't know what's real and you don't know what's indicative of an area and you know it's just you rely on information that people give to you and it's not always accurate and even on the internet when i'm looking researching performers and such i find information then talk to the performer and i find out that information is not right (laughs) yeah so very hard to know isn't it it is it is so how long have you been doing this now i mean you're just you're you're fairly young you're what early 30s yeah so how when did you start your musical career uh about uh, i'm not i'd say in like 2016. I'm not sure. It kind of depends on what the start is, do you know? Like, is the start when you first start singing? If so, then I started my career at age three. <laughs> uh, but if it's, if it's like the first little noodle of a song, then age 15 at my piano. Um, and then I guess performing live and earning money from it. Yeah, 2000 and, you know. 15, 16, I guess. But, you know, working, juggling two jobs as well. I was teaching in a school for a long time. And then that was just in the mornings and then the afternoons, evenings, I had another job. So, uh, you know, in the corridors of the school, trying to sign off, a, like, respond to a graphic designer about my first album graphic design, just like <laughs> running to the next class and being like, yes, that's okay, sure, go ahead, print. So you're a teacher as well? I, I know I taught in for about six years. I taught in some schools in Dublin and that, yeah, it was amazing. It totally funded my, the start of me trying to make a living out of music. Now, you're, you're, you're a music teacher or another kind of teacher? No, gosh, not at all. I've never studied music, so I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd have the confidence to... Uh, be a music teacher, but I was teaching English. Oh, okay. To adults, um, it was really brilliant. I really loved it. Nice. I, I, I miss it sometimes. Um, I met some really amazing people. Um, 
a lot of Brazilians, which is really nice. Uh, so I spent, yeah, six years doing that um, in Ireland and elsewhere. Um, now, you you were, th- this interview was kind of almost pushed off because you had lessons. Now, what, what were you, you had to teach a lesson or something? No, receiving a lesson. I'm trying to um, start guitar lessons for the first time. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it confused. I thought you were teaching a lesson. I didn't know you were taking a lesson. Gosh, no. I wouldn't know where to start teaching. That's the way I am too. I've had so many people ask me to play, teach me, teach them how to play guitar, and I've been playing for close to fifty years. And I've, uh, you know, I've tried to teach a few people how to play guitar, but my learning was kind of I took lessons for a couple of months, and nothing really gelled from that. And I learned mostly by just playing. My lessons were basically: this is a chord, this is the pictures of the chords. You listen to the music, and then you kind of translate that. Onto the guitar. End of lesson. Now you're on your own. Yeah, it's quite right. Yeah, it's 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 hard to teach what you never really were taught. It's hard to teach what you learned by osmosis. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I I I don't know if I'd have the confidence, or at least like the knowledge, that a student might want. Well, that's that's true, and a lot of people don't understand that. They think because you know how to do it, you can show them. And it's hard to get that across to some people of the people that I've tried to teach how to play guitar. I've done it begrudgingly. And it, it's it's very difficult because you have to have the actual knowledge to be able to impart that to somebody else. And without that or without the technique to, you know, that you understand the technique as, as opposed to just, you know, organically processing your playing it's just it's very difficult to put that into words or to put that into a kind of a teaching motion yeah absolutely um so yeah that's how i when i first started playing music i was at working lots of different jobs um but yeah very grateful for it because it allowed me to release my first album independently uh which i'm glad i did um yeah so that's been uh yeah that's that was the start of my music career now here we are i'm about to go and yeah i feel lucky about to go and tour in america for the second time this year third time well it sounds great it sounds like you're doing very well the response to your shows has been been very good and it seems like you're going to be having a long and successful career well you want to just tell me a little bit about the show that's going to happen in newport on uh november 3rd a little bit about what's going to happen what you're going to play how long you're going to play and such Great. So we're playing in somewhere called Colony House. And yeah, I looked into it a little bit and I noticed that another musician from Ireland played there not so long ago, Lisa O'Neill, who uh, is an amazing musician. Uh, and we sometimes cross paths in Dublin. So it's just nice to know that she's played there before. And we'll be playing there on the 3rd of November. And we'll also have Adeline Stride on straight on support um she'll be is she touring with you like traveling with you yeah it's gonna be fun i've we've never met but um we have mutual friends i supported friends of hers on a tour earlier this year the band florist uh who are an american band um so their friend adeline is supporting us on our tour I'm really looking forward to meeting her and traveling around. Um, yep, yeah, so that's so it'll be a, a night 
of Adeline and then us and we'll be playing for approximately one hour 15 minutes now will this be stuff from the new album or you're gonna do it from other albums as well it will mostly be from the new album however It sounds like a wonderful night of music. Hopefully you will get a good audience. Great. Well, I better, because if not... (laughs) Totally. Yeah, it'd be great to see some faces there. And it's always such a nice thing when people come to my shows. I'm still not over that. The novelty of... It's still a novelty that people come to my shows that, uh, that I don't know, that aren't, like close friends or family who are just there wanting to support me (laughs) well i hope you remain grateful for it because so many people start taking it for granted and it's you know it's something that it's you know it's a it's a fortunate thing to be able to do what we do and and have people come out to see us yeah no i feel very very lucky every time yeah so i'm I'm really looking forward to it just visiting that part of america meeting people from that part of america i give you a lot of credit for doing it especially coming across the pond and taking on the big bad united states <laughs> oh, god almighty i wouldn't get to do it by myself the support of my my friends slash band well i appreciate the call and uh what's, what's the time is it it's seven o'clock out there yeah yeah well you should be heading off to bed soon <laughs> yeah just about another hour at least. Uh, I'm currently making some baby shorts for a baby. Baby shorts? Yeah, that's at my, at my sewing machine. Okay, so well, that's a good thing. That's a good to have a skill like that. So many people don't have skills like that anymore. I wouldn't say so much as skill as like trying to learn desperately and getting it all wrong. But uh, one day I shall make the finest suit in the land. <laughs> Well, good luck with that, and uh, it's a pleasure talking, and uh, thank you very much, and good luck with your show. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
still. Leave me to my own imagining. The spectacle, the mannequin. Inevitable end to what we made. 
Okie dokie. Thanks to Anna Mika for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Anna will be at Newport Live on Friday, November 3rd at the Colony House in Washington Square. The show takes place at 7 p.m. For more, go away from my window and get over to newportlive.org. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Rhode Island Blood Center, Rhode Island Ballet Theater, and Mother Earth Wellness. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.